Hello everyone. How are you doing? You excited that the year's ending essentially? This is am I correct here? Yeah, this is the end of the this is the end of the year. This is like the last podcast of the year. What up guys? Thanks. Thanks for being here cuz essentially you've been you've been listening to this for a little over a year now. Can you believe that? I've been doing this for like a year and a half. What the hell? <laughs> About to be a year and a half. Ah, that's crazy. Um, <laughs> on today's episode, I have Kiawi, um, known to be a percussionist. They perform with El Dambo on Friday nights in Congress. Um, very talented. A lot of fun to have a conversation with. Uh, yeah, guys. I hope you guys enjoy. I'm going to play you out with a beat by Q named Text Back slash Libras. Enjoy, guys. How are you doing? Good. How are you doing? I'm good. I'm good. good. It's been a, it's been a slow day, but hectic at the same time for some goddamn reason. Yeah, I'm feeling it. Those days, right? I think it's that new moon energy, and then finally getting out of this retrograde and yeah. 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 I fasted last night. I fasted all day. Did you? I, I tend to I tend to fast on the new moons. That's beautiful. Yeah. I like that. Yeah, actually, I picked it up this year. Nice. Yeah. Um, I follow this really weird account on Twitter. I don't agree with it all the time. It makes me mad sometimes. Yeah. But sometimes, but like part of it's like a like a like I don't know if they're wrong kind of like. Feeling. Yeah. So like that's real. So I'm like. So it's something that you want, mm-hmm. their account anyways. Totally. So one of the things that they like, they talk about is like, you, like they that like they talk about, you fast in this new moon, like we're fasting this new moon. Yeah, like, yeah. They, like they preach it like that. And so like Whoa. I was just like, I like that idea. So I was like, and I already, I already fasted on my own, just, yeah, like, just totally. willy-nilly. Yeah. But I like the idea of putting it on the schedule. That's beautiful. You know? I like you know? that. Yeah. Um, so to start off, Yeah. what's your first memory? My first memory, oh man. I'm, this is gonna be a hard one. It might have been like around maybe I would say kindergarten. Okay. Kindergarten was like I feel like my real first memories. Wow. Yeah. That's good. That's I know, good. right? Well, did you know exactly what it was? Um, I was in my 
teacher's class, Ms. Palacios, at Robeson Elementary School. Is that yeah. here in Tucson? Yeah. 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 Oh, okay. So, um, I think it was like, maybe I'm like, maybe it was a dream, or maybe it's actually my memory. I'm right. not completely sure. It's kind of like interwoven yeah, into yeah. each other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think we're like sitting around doing the whole like generic thing of like, what do you want to be when you grow up? Like a fireman, a policeman, not even using like gender neutral pronouns or right. gender neutral like anything, right. like a police officer right. or things like that. It's like either one or the other. Yeah, exactly. So I feel like it, yeah, that was kind of like what was happening at that moment. But then after that, I think like first grade is when like my memory started to really like come stronger. But then they all kind of died away because um, I was taken out of that school and then put into another school. Uh, my parents um, debated Davison or this other place called Lineweaver Elementary School. And Lineweaver had um, something that they wanted for me. Right. And I think it was a, a little bit of a disservice because they had exceptional education there. Right. And for me, that's I was a really slow learner. I was a super slow learner. Like any kind of academic, I just couldn't excel. I wasn't like the rest of the kids. Right. So they had like a good exceptional education program. Uh, support staff and whatnot and um, as an educator myself like looking at that whole um, structure of how that's built is actually kind of a disservice to children yeah because it can um, it can really like I don't know it can put something on on you that you, you weren't expecting. Yeah, you weren't expecting it's and this sort of shame of not being able to yeah, reach what you think is expected of you. Yeah. Right. But having like your class there and then someone else specifically there to help you in that classroom mm. that happened all the way through high school. Really? Yeah. Wow. That there's always like a support teacher. Right. And you know, in That's middle right. school, like, you start getting hormonal, like, right. all these things happen. It's Chaotic. like, can you leave me alone? I want to be like the rest of my friends, right. you know? Um, and then in high school, it's like, even worse. Yeah. And I didn't excel at all. Like, the only thing I excelled at was music. So... Uh, that's really what kept me going. Like, right. I don't even think I would have graduated high school without so music. music. Yeah, I freaking hated it so much. Wow, so yeah. did, did they have a good music program in this school? Um, so I started um, at a performing arts school, a middle school oh, okay. called Utterback. And there I learned how to play drums. Yeah, wow. so, so that's how I came to be. Well, what was interesting about this is yeah, yeah. that uh, I wanted to play saxophone. Really? I want to play saxophone so bad. Oh. I, re I think it was because of like The Simpsons and whatnot. Okay. Like watching Lisa Simpson right. play saxophone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I so that. I was like, I want to be this jazz She's cat. Cool. Yeah, hell yeah. She's chingona. Yeah, <laughs> so my parents were like, me, but we can't, um, we can't afford the rentals on this. Right. You, you need to get something cheaper. So what was cheaper? Behind me a pair of sticks, which in the long run, being a percussionist is like one of the most expensive things to be. Cause really? yeah, cause I have like my congas, I have my drum set, I have my timbales, oh. I have like an electronic pad. Because you're not just a drummer, you're a percussionist. Yeah, so it's like so the wider range. Yeah, wow. yeah. So how did um? Quite frankly, how did yeah. that term percussionist come into your world? Because I mean, yeah, totally. That's that's that's, that's not even for me. But yeah, yeah, like, for sure. It's very niche. <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. Because I'm guessing like you were in middle school, right? And mm -hmm. you were a drummer. And you're like, yeah, so yeah, I'm, like concert band and stuff right. like that. So right. I learned like how to play like the traditional concert band: bass drum, snare right. drum, yeah. the xylophone, and all that stuff. But we didn't have to take that stuff home either. Right. Um, but after that. In, in high school, like, I started doing marching band, concert band, and then steel drums. Oh, 
because okay. I went to Tucson High just down the street from here. So from there, like once I graduated high school, like I stopped playing drums altogether. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and um, I think it was about like maybe six months and then like I got reintroduced to like this Afro-Brazilian community-based drumming group in Tucson. Oh wow. Yeah, called Batukashe. Batukashe. Yeah. Which means the blessing of the beat in Portuguese. Yeah, wow. I like that. Get fancy, huh? I like that. <laughs> how'd you how'd you come into them? How'd, how'd so, that what was really interesting is that when I was in the last two years of high school, junior and senior year, um, there was this person that started coming into our class classroom, who later on was like one of my mentors. His name was Cliff Barian, and he played Brazilian percussion, and he was the director of that group, Batucache and they collaborated with the steel drum group Joe Verde. Okay. So that's it, how you guys Yeah, that's how it all came together. Wow. Yeah, it was very interesting like and that's uh, after high school right. all of my study has been like self-study. Right. Like none of it's academic at all. Wow. It's just been my pursuit of um, seeking knowledge. Right. I just want to like grab whatever I can. Of course. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Wow. And so, like, and so, like, how the how how long do you think you've been doing it dedicatedly? Um, dang. Closer to twenty years now. Because, really? well, I would say, like, Since I think, started, like, yeah, when I was eleven. Wow. I'm gonna be thirty in May. So. Damn. I know. <laughs> That's so long to have something. Yeah. And do you still love it as much as you do, like, as much as you started it. Yeah, yeah. Damn. That's awesome. And that's what it's what's so beautiful is that I feel like through everything I've done, like the drum has taught me so much about my life. Really? Yeah. It's really like through a lot of like indigenous cultures, right. uh, cultures from around the world, like the drum is so revered as like this very special very true. Um, entity. Right. Like we can go down like the Cubanos, the Brasileros, the, um, the Africanos, like everybody, right. like how it is, even with native cult, the indigenous people of these lands, like how special drums are, right. like that vibration, that sacred vibration. Yeah. Um, do, do, do you have a... Oh, let's wait for the train. Yeah, yeah, totally. Um, do you know why, at least maybe, have an inclination or an intuition to as to why the drum is so is so prevalent in mm -hmm. so many cultures yeah I feel like it's this thing that there's something about being creative mm. there's no reason for it there's literally no reason to be creative wow. to to create art to right. sing to play music right. but it, I think what it is and I think I heard this from the homie uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson nice. or Tyson Neil Tyson deGrasse yeah yeah, yeah. DeGrasse Tyson. yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, he had like said something about like it's our way of like understanding who we are in this universe right. that's really what it is it's like how we connect ourselves closer to the stars, to the earth, everything around us. That's where that form of expression comes from. Wow. At least, I mean, I feel comfortable in thinking that's thinking why we that do way. that. Because... Self-exploration. Yeah, it really is. It's, it's like self-discovery of who you are through right. your own identity. Right, right. Yeah, and I feel like that's so true because I've learned so much about who I am as an individual. Of course. Like, I can't even... Uh, Imagine my life without drumming. Yeah, yeah, I can't, right? Like, yeah, having it for so long, it's just a major staple of your life. At this yeah, point, it's right? literally like an extension of myself. <laughs> that's so crazy. And for me, I've always been like this person that's like I they I was diagnosed with like ADHD, ADHD, ADD, and that right. kind of brings me back to like being in school right. when my parents were doing the best they could. Right and why I forgot a lot of memories is because they put me on a heavy dose of Ritalin and Adderall. I'd lost a lot of prime learning years. Like, for anybody that tells me, like, they put their child on, like, Ritalin or Adderall, I'm like, you need to, like, get, 
get them off of that. Figure out like maybe a diet plan. Yeah. You know, what are you, you know, there's so many other ways we can implement um, better ways of blood, yeah, yeah, blood flow to our brain. To yeah. That's very true. Uh, I've, yeah. I've heard I've heard remarkable things that you can do to, to treat that yeah. with just diet. Exactly. Know? And I feel like that goes like the span of all people too. Because yeah. our diets are trash. Yeah. They really like, are. And then you have to like consider the fact that like we had millions of years yeah. not having the structure of school totally. as a part of our evolution. <laughs> the little kids back in the days didn't even didn't have to stay still for so oh, goddamn that's long. So true, you know. Yeah. So that, that there's that that also has to be implemented. It's, it's such a disservice to like, to the human being itself. Like, what is what is up with that? Like, when I hear as an educator in early childhood, like right. someone saying like this child needs to sit down or stay still, it's like why? Like send them outside and make them go run. Yeah, like, he needs to go run. Absolutely, <laughs> it just drives me bonkers yeah. that people like. And how mean adults are to children right. blows my mind. Right. It's like, There's what? It's <laughs> like a complete cold heartedness. Yeah, it's this hierarchy that I guess, yeah. is kind of uh, taught through academia, through like when their teachers are getting their certificates. Because actually, I'm I'm a full time hustle that I I never went to college. Right. I never went to university. I've been creating my philosophy like. I started working with kids at 18, so wow. I've been doing it for like. Do you a, teach them music percussion? Yeah. yeah. So it's my own philosophy okay. of sound theory through um, sound exploration. So coming like into that. a space and being able to freely, in a very curated way, yeah. how to explore with sounds because the. The spaces that I create within the studio, I call it the Experimental Rhythm and Beat Studio. Each, I saw this on your story. Right? Yeah, like you just did like something. Yeah, like yeah, totally. So that's kind of like what was the baby phase when I was first at Ochoa, oh, and now I'm at Ocotillo. Oh, nice. So I'm. Shout out Ocotillo. Yeah, it, nice, nice, right on. My older brother and my little brother went there. Oh, that's awesome! Yeah. It's such a beautiful space. Yeah, like. I love it so much. Yeah, it's so nice. <laughs> oh my goodness. It's so nice. So, um, I had to go back to phase one with everything because I lost all my materials because Ochoa decided, the principal that um, was hired for the next year decided without telling me that they were going to throw away my classroom. Yeah. So, one of my homies, like, apparently was walking by one day and they took a picture of it and they're like, is this all your stuff? And I'm like, yeah, it is. Why, why are you taking a picture of this? Like, what, where did you find this? And he's like, well, I took this yesterday and it was the next morning. And I just got out of bed. I put on my shoes. I ran over. The whole parking lot was full of my classroom. Yeah, five years of creating that classroom. And that was where a lot of... Um, trauma started for me in right. my life like I've like with the Adderall stuff all these other things school this is like another trauma but this right. was like one that I couldn't believe anyone would like pretty, do to me it's pretty intense. yeah so um, I blacked out with rage I was livid I, I went into that school like this is during the summer and I started yelling and screaming, and the janitors, who I thought were my homies, like I thought they were my familia. They right. always were helping me out with anything I needed. Yeah, yeah. And then I'm like, what? What is this? What? What is going on? Right. Like, and then they looked at me and they're like, it's not our problem. I'm like, y'all are the ones that just did that, and they didn't like even care one bit. Yeah, has to move it, man. Yeah. Try to get paid here, man. I gotta go feed my family. Exactly. And I'm like, you couldn't even like shout it out to me to like say, hey, this is gonna happen. No one told me. Then the principal came out. Oh, I gave her like, I think I almost made her cry. Which, you know what? After what I've heard that the, the condition of the school now is, I'm very much glad that like I did that because 
she's been like Took very, it down. very much like that school is really going downhill Shame. and it like breaks my heart because yeah. those are like my little brown babies right. they like uh, a lot of the kids when I first started working there um, were in kindergarten and I think they're like in seventh grade now so uh, a lot of these kids I've already seen like their whole like elementary school career through wow yeah so that's so crazy yeah was there a reason was it just um, you decided not to so move? I decided to actually leave but they gave me time to move my stuff out, which I was doing. I was right. doing it because I was looking for spaces to donate my sound sculptures to. Oh, okay. Yet they felt like they like, uh, they had a schedule to go by to do things. Yeah, and that's what ended up happening. Wow. Yeah, which still blew my mind because someone should have told me. Right. Yeah, they could have at least called me that day and be like, okay, cool, that's the urgency of this situation that's probably really not that urgent right so, wow yeah. damn yeah that sucks it does that it sucks. really does so through the past year since i started working again like um basically like all my theory got blacked out too so like a lot of the things i invented the ideas i invented the projects the research the experiences like I started slowly regaining back my memory of what happened. Like it's really true what they say about like trauma, like wow. that you can just like completely like take that and like put it away somewhere and never remember it. Right. And it takes healing to open that back up. Of course. So interesting. Yeah. So well let's elaborate on, on the on the I guess your philosophy or the yeah. the class itself. Yeah. What what how, how would you explain that that exploration of sound what? so the there's a learning pedagogy from Italy called Reggio Emilia okay. and there's a couple different learning pedagogies there's uh, Reggio Emilia there's Waldorf uh, and Montessori and there's other yeah so there's all these different ones but Reggio Emilia kind of takes like um, the biggest hit because it's so open-ended and so explorative and it's more based off of leading and listening to children and being a co-learner instead of a teacher. Nice. So that's really dismantling like, like anything about education. Like, right. That's not what teachers are taught in school. Right. To teach kids is to, you're not, you're supposed to have the answers. You're right. supposed to have like every single answer in the book. Right. Not, oh, I don't know. Let's learn this together. Right. That's not like allowed. I don't right. know a lot of educators that do that either. Yeah. Like there's a handful and those are like the special ones too. Right. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. really like, oh, let's dive deeper into this. Let's dig into it. And that's what I did. So through that idea, when I was first hired, I didn't really know about this philosophy. But then as I learned, I was like, whoa, this is the way that I wanted to be taught when I was a kid. Right. I was like, this is just, this is perfect. Yeah. Like, how did you, how did you find that, 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 that version of teaching? So, um, I was working at Lineweaver at the time. Oh. It was actually interesting. Like, I have so all. You went back. Yeah, I went back. Yeah. So I worked in exceptional education. Oh. I worked in a self-contained room, which that itself was one of the hardest things of my life right. because. Um, part of exceptional education in a self-contained room is children with severe behavioral issues. And with children with severe behavioral issues, when they get out of control, you have to restrain them. Wow. That messed me up super hard because I remember, I remember them like screaming and crying yeah. and I'm like, I can't do this anymore. It's too, too much. So I was offered a position at Ochoa uh, through a colleague that had said something um, about what I do and I applied and I got the job. Um, and from there I just started building like my ideas because I came in as like thinking I was going to be a music teacher. Right. Or, like teaching drums, whatever. Right, right, right. But then I started to understand because there was a studio there already wow. that had, it was like 3D and um, material-based design for children. 
So they come in wow. and they get to like explore with materials, the relationship you have materials. Oh, wow. So I took that same idea and thought about the relationship we have with sounds. Because right. sounds are like literally our whole world. Uh -huh. And even for people that can't hear those sounds, it's that vibration. Right. Like everything in this world is glued together with vibrations. Right. Right. Yet we don't look at it as um, such a special thing. Like, it's, it's like it's like a, a fish didn't discover water kind of situ situation. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. The fish doesn't know. <laughs> yeah, the fish doesn't know. It's just surrounded by it. It's, it's, yeah. That's what happens. Absolutely. When, it's one of those things that yeah. you get used to and ignore. Totally. <laughs> like being being a podcaster, I notice sound a lot more because Dang. of like just because of it. So mm -hmm. like I like like. I notice an environment way more when it's like totally because of its sound than, than any other thing. Because mm -hmm. there's like a part of me that's always searching like where's a good place to sit down and have a conversation with somebody. Yeah, the acoustics. Right, the acoustics. acoustics. Like that whole science of acoustics is yeah, like it's really cool. That gets deep. And who are the best people at acoustics were the native people. The right. native people in Mexico. You like, know, that's so true, man. I remember I was at uh, Chichen Itza. Yeah. Yes, thank you. And uh, we were at the bottom. They weren't letting us go up, mm -hmm. but we were at the bottom. And our guide, he was like, start clapping, guys. And mm -hmm. was like, we were like, OK. So we started clapping. And you could hear an echo at the top of the, uh, yes. of the pyramid coming back to us. And and I was astounded, and I was like, why is that echoing like that? He was like, well, the thing is, they built it in such a way that if the person that would go up there could just speak, and everybody below could hear. Yeah. And I was just like, are you fucking serious? And they're just like, yeah. And I'm like, that's fucking amazing. Yeah. And so my thought went, I, I went on my wild thought, and I was like, so you have a whole crowd maybe tripping on mushrooms, and that guy on top tripping on mushrooms, and then he just starts yeah in a deep trance starts talking everybody's got going oh god speaking Bam. yeah like, god speaking we're, we're picking up the picking up the transmission we're getting the we're getting the correct words here i just thought it was amazing how yeah. they, they were able to figure out how to build it in such a way that the sound would resonate in such a fantastic and that uh, that was like the most astounding fact and it's I, amazing i i don't i don't <laughs> i don't get it but i want to get it yeah and it's like Everyone was so, before colonization, people were so connected to the earth right. and understanding our surroundings. Right, and right. that's really what it was. Entirely. Yeah. Well, like, my, my thing is, like, I think, I think it was before, specifically it was before uh, uh, Catholicism, yeah, Christianity. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Something about, something about the way that Christianity works is, mm -hmm. or, or Catholicism, either one. Yeah. Um, it does something to the way you operate in the world. Absolutely. So the invasion started when that thing happened. <laughs> Which is kind of ironic because with Christianity and Catholicism, yeah. like if you look at the churches, mm -hmm. they were built in that way. They right? were built actually specifically um, where each uh, composer, each, each like church had like a composer to compose like all the hymns and everything like that. Mm -hmm. But because of how everything, the structure and how it resonated, right. um, a hymn would only work in that specific church and it wouldn't wow. work in another one. So if you sang too long or too short, it would just like get lost. Wow. Yeah, it's a trip. Uh, yeah. No, that's, that's, I believe that. Yeah. Too. Like, yeah, those little, little monolithic churches. That you're yeah. Talking about, yeah those, are, those, are, those are something to see. It's a trip, yeah. Those are something to see. But it's, it's so interesting how like, but going back to the example of like Chichen Itza and everything, yeah. to me it's like they knew how to build with nature mm -hmm. instead of like just building. Yeah, build on top of it and not yeah. acknowledge its right. existence. Right. Yeah, because in some way, shape, or form, they figured that this is how sound works. So if we work with that, we can make mm -hmm. sure that this this yeah. pyramid would, would resonate through the whole. Like, like how long did it take them to even figure that out? Like that's so. Dang. It so, must have been a minute. <laughs> I, right? Like, who, like, but then again, we, we had so long to like chill out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The campfire and be like, yo, you see that star? Exactly. Like, yes, we had time to really process life. Yeah. Where we're not like rushing over here, rushing over there. Right, right. I need my coffee. I need right. to like. That, thing, like, right? what the. the whole thing. <laughs> but then most of those societies were so. Um, 
I would say like more progressive in a lot of ways, a lot more um, technically proficient too, like right. in so many, so many ways. Right, right, right. There's things that they that we're doing that we don't. Yeah, we don't, and we now we're like thinking we're like, oh wow, did you hear about this? Or did you hear? I remember with like chia seeds. Like oh. remember when chia seeds were like the big thing. Yeah. <laughs> and yo, this is amazing. Yeah, it's so good. and then my my mom because she used to spend time in Mexico, she was like, Mijito, that's like what they had at the marquetas when I was a little kid, and I'm like. I didn't even know what to like say. I'm like, what do you mean? What, what do you mean? This existed before? Yeah, this existed before Whole Foods had it. For real, yeah. <laughs> I get that. I, yeah. get that. I get that heavy. Yeah. I remember, well, I think it was, I don't even think, yeah, I guess it was GSE for me because it like, it started, it's, it's funny how these things are coming back. Yeah. But I guess that just, that just proves the fact that the real thing will, will, will stand the test of time. No matter it really what, will, you yeah. Know? It's like we're always trying to reinvent the wheel. Like yeah. going back to this thing, like yeah. how everyone's about holistic uh, healing, right. like everyone wants their crystals. Right. Yeah, we're, yeah. we're all like astrology, like obsessed now. Yeah. <laughs> we're doing all these things that like, I don't remember like being this obsessed with like a lot of things, right. you know, being like um, about what food you eat, how right. you put it in your body and whatnot. So now it is, I it is yeah. interesting that uptake, right? Yeah, it is. It's been it's been increasing a lot. Mm -hmm. Have you have you ever uh, have you seen or ever messed with that steel plate with like it's those dips and like they just like they just hit it? So what's interesting that's called a um, ah, uh, now it it went away, but uh, it's like a giant turtle. Attack. So it's a pan. a pan. Yeah, it's a pan, okay. and it's basically like a reverse steel drum that you can play with your hand. Yeah. Yeah. It's... I'm... I'm it'll come I, back later. It'll, it'll grab itself and I'll just yeah. like shout it yeah, out, yeah, out of nowhere. But yeah, that thing is really cool and it sucks because like those pans have like a waiting list to get them made too oh, if you want wow. like the really good quality ones. Are you serious? Yeah. And they're not like cheap either. No. They're like no. four grand for oh, this pan. God. And I'm like, <laughs> I know. I'm like... No, That's thank you. Insane. It is. Oh my god. Yeah. Four grand for one. Yeah. Crazy. Welcome to the world of musicians and the world of That's instruments. Yeah. 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 So like, so like, let's speak on that. Let's okay. Speak on that. How, for like the stuff you have, give us a range. That we have oh to be exact. no. Dang, I know, I know. <laughs> if well, you want, if you so, want. So no, this is actually interesting because I was talking to someone else about this because I don't. Okay talk about how much my setup costs because I'm not like trying to like impress it. I'm not yeah. Why give us a warning my brother. <laughs> I don't know. This is why I drive a shitty truck. <laughs> that that's sacrifices have to be made. Oh it's true, it's true. I have but I have a truck with a camper shell on it specifically. Oh, so like I bought that. You can walk around because I'm always driving, I'm always gigging, I'm always um getting instruments from my classroom and things like that. Sometimes I have to go all the way to the east side, all the way what? So I want something that's good on gas too. Right, right, right. I need something like that. Um, but then I also have like invested because I have like children's drums as well that are used for like doing children bataria. So there's like all these other things that I have and accumulation of all of my instruments. Like sometimes I have to give things away because I have like people donate things to me. But then of course I'm not very materialistic. Right. Like I only use what I need. Right. And if I don't have a purpose for that, I find a home for it. Which kind of like irks me with a lot of people. People like let that, that djembe drum in the corner just sit there collecting dust. And I'm like... That could be used it has for a purpose. Yeah, it does have a purpose. It reminds I, me of a, this is like a random reminder, mm -hmm. but there's like this, uh, there's this random video on YouTube. Mm -hmm. There's like a, just a cut. So there's a cupcake, and the cupcake is like talking to like this character, and the character's like, they're like, eat me. Like, like, are you gonna eat me? And they're like, no, I don't want a cupcake right now. And I'm like, but I want to die. Like, like, oh, I, no. like I want, to, I want yeah, my yeah, purpose yeah. to be served. Yeah. <laughs> and that's, that's like cool. what I feel about the, the instrument. 
That's real. That's, that's so real. Yeah. Uh, I I yeah, and then like it just like breaks my heart when I see someone like that's super privileged say like, oh, I bought this, but yeah. I haven't had time to play it. I'm like, give it to me, and I'll give it to someone that needs it. For real. And, yeah. I, that, that's for sure, man. I, and that whole idea yeah, that. of music being privileged too. Music right. is very privileged based. Right. And I've always tried my best to like break that cycle, right. like. It's not fair to kids around here, like uh, especially POC kids right. that want to learn how to play instruments or do something yeah. and they don't have the resources or, cause that's really like how I, I think talent, like prodigies and talented kids kind of get created in this world. It's like their parents have money, their right. parents can spend on tutors on private lessons, right. on whatever it might be. It's and there needs to be like a cycle broken with that, especially with like creativity. Yeah. So that's just what I, why I do what I do. Because I do like offer like private lessons to kids and then I'll offer private lessons to kids that parents can afford it. And I don't expect anything in return either. I want that like, because I want things that I didn't have. I mean, my parents, like, when I asked for private lessons, like, they scrounged around for money for me. Like, I was, like, very fortunate that my parents, like, took a leap of faith on me. Because they bought me a drum set. They did all these things. And, like, I still use the cymbal stand. The cymbal stand I use at El Tambo is the cymbal stand from my first drum set when I was 11. And I use that because I remember. And that's, like, me remembering the sacrifices my parents made for me that's for sure yeah wow. so that's awesome man. yeah that's it, so cool also they don't make things like they used to back in the day speaking on that how did you end up in tambo tam oh, tam so i knew melina from oh, okay. uh we met through ceremony actually yeah, so like I have a long history with uh, ceremony as well, like native indigenous ceremonies. Okay. But we met through that and um, I was looking for more outlets to create music because that's what I, as a percussionist, I don't limit myself just to drum set. I have like so many skills that I can like put in so many different places. So basically like I kept on like bothering uh, Q and Melina and I was just like, let me like try this out like yeah 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 and finally like logan um had said like okay let, let's try this let's out try this yeah out. Oh, so okay. i was like oh man yes i get to do it so that was in may okay. so um it was like the first week after my birthday oh, yeah nice. so i just turned 29 i was like all right fresh start let's do oh, this that's exciting yeah have you been enjoying that oh man i love it so much yeah. it's like it's they're like mi familia like seriously like we're always together we always like there for one another and it's so cool because i'm so fortunate to have all three of them like they're just hella dope people in the community like you already know that too like i can't even like say enough positive things about them. Right. I feel like I don't need to say it, say it enough. I Like when Q and I see each other, like, love you, I love you too. It's like Melina, same thing, love you, love you. We so all like, love. we all give each other so much love. Same yeah. thing with Logan. Like we're always awesome. like very much connected to each other. Yeah, and that's what happened too is um, um, Logan, like when I first did it was like, taken by it it's like yes this is what we need to do Fantastic. so uh logan's been a huge advocate for what i do and they really pushed for me to be there every night at congress wow yeah so wow. That's it, awesome. it's been a really uh beautiful um beautiful journey in that way like yeah. i've learned a lot about myself just playing for four hours at a time like q and logan melina were always like you should take a break. But they don't understand either is that I came from like stamina based drumming. Oh, yeah. So you're you're already there. Yeah, I was already there. The foundation mm -hmm. for it. <laughs> yeah, totally. Oh, so man. talk about a challenge you could take. Yeah, for sure. So now it's like they're like 
you can take a break if you want, but you're right. probably not going. To. So like, what's your what's your what's your method when you're out there? Do you like just go with the music they're playing? Mm -hmm. do, you, do you guys rehearse beforehand? So we used to actually try to rehearse, and sometimes we will, and sometimes we won't. Um, uh, the biggest discovery and breakthrough, uh, which is still blowing my mind, is that uh, last Friday it was the biggest breakthrough. Really? I know, right? It just happened. Because what I used to do is just listen to the music and then try to get the breaks. Mm. Try to play whatever, you know? Right. And I've just been going on that kind of flow. Right. But Logan's laptop was tilted just enough where I could see the screen. And I was watching it for a while, I'm like, bing, and I was like, holy shit. I rem now I figured out how to like read the, um, the sine waves, or the, the sound, sound waves, waves yeah, sound yeah, waves. Yeah. And I was like, this is the break. This is oh, where it starts, this is the bass, this is the, the higher frequencies. You're starting to see it. Yeah, wow. so I told another DJ homie about like what happened, yeah. and he was like, it's kind of like you were playing Guitar Hero, homie. And I was like... <laughs> You're playing a game of 34 yeah, hours. I'm literally playing. And it was so cool because like awesome. that night, like Logan and I exploded like with like this energy wow. that I had never like, like there was like... You weren't going pocket. blind anymore. You were, you yeah. were like, I can see where I'm going now. Yeah, and that wow. happened last night too with Q and I. Q and I like hit that pocket. That's awesome. And then out of nowhere, the, the, the lights went out. Yeah, everything went out. <laughs> totally. Uh, so yeah, it's. But that's awesome. That's, yeah. that's great. That's it's cool that 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 is helping the performance itself. Like the, totally anything that you needed. If anything, they probably should get you a separate monitor so I you, know. you can well, connect the monitor and you can see the same thing. Dang. That way they can just have it for themselves. And they be that's mind blowing. And you can have it right there, and you'd be like. Staring at it, and be like, that's what's going Imagine You're going all crazy, man. <laughs> Go on. Yeah. Oh no. That's that's awesome, though. How do you like? Let's going back, going back yeah, to yeah. The, your class and everything. How how how? What say you like? You're with is it with a group of students at the same time or? Yeah. So the way that I created out Ochoa is that I couldn't have thirty kids in there at a time. Oh. It just was too much sound. And too much overstimuli. Okay, um, so I created it with the other studio educators at the time. Mm. We had the 3D material, we had the experimental rhythm beat studio, and then the cyber studio. Interesting. So we had these three studios. So what we would do, it was actually really cool. We would go to one classroom and split that classroom three ways. And then that meant the teacher had an hour without the kids, which if you know anything about public school, that's like not. Thank you. There's no, teachers don't get any breaks. Uh, BT dubs. Thank you so yeah. much. <laughs> Take them away. Yeah. So um, that's how we did it. So I had like maybe seven or eight kids and that was just enough um, to not overstimulate, create a space, a safe place. Mm -hmm. And that's what I'm about. I'm about safe spaces. Mm -hmm. And uh, most of the time, I did not let adults go in there because most adults are trying to like provoke something out of them that they want to hear, not what they're, they're always like, that's what adults do is they try to always find the answer or try to get what's get, expected. Yeah, get the answer out of them. When for me, I just sit back I documented, I took pictures for documentation, uh, uh, document the process of the learning, uh, whatever that might be. So um, that's really where that came from, is like a safer place to create dialogue. So to flourish on their own. Yeah, they should be able to, and to do dramatic play. And that's how I had it set up, that if they wanted to bang on drums, they could. Right. If they wanted to dip sticks in paint and throw it at the wall on butcher paper, they could. Nice. If they wanted to create weird sounds, I had circuit bent things that they could create and take like lead clips and change and modulate sounds. If they wanted to act like robots and run around with sticks right. with goggles on, oh, they could. 
self-discovery. Yeah, exactly. That's that's what the space was all about. That's awesome. Um, and it really um, invoked and provoked so many things about me having to uh, cue anybody. Right. I didn't need to cue. Just post the yeah. space. You have the materials there, and it's always like planning for possibilities. Right. That's how I see it. Interesting. That, that you always want to have those. And I learned that from my homie, and she's probably like, how old is she? Her name's Pauline Baker, and that's who I learned a lot of my ideas from. Right. Of course, hers are way more intense than mine. Uh, mine are way more low-key. But she told me, when I heard first heard that in her book said planning for possibilities like I was like oh shit like if you have all the materials out there they can be used in any number of ways they shouldn't have to have one certain product that you create it from right, right. that's what I'm about like that should be music too like I'm not going to tell a child how to hold a stick right I'm not going to tell them how to play an instrument I want them to go in there and create their own way of learning right there's no right or wrong way. Of course. Yeah. And, that, and since it's so self-guided, I'm, I'm assuming that the child, and like, if they have like an inkling of like, well, like I know this person sounds like that, and I want to try to sound like that, they could probably come to you and be like, how do they do that? And like, you'd be like, oh, well, that, they do this and this. Mm -hmm. You can try it. Are you so, talking specifically like maybe like a musician that they've yeah, seen? Yeah, okay, yeah, cool. You know what I'm saying? Like, 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 because I would assume. That some maybe mm -hmm. maybe they're too young, but like like in, in that process of self discovery, there's this uh, there's this just like you can't help but compare. Even yeah, even totally, know, you know totally. Which was really interesting because uh, it brings me to a specific scenario that happened mm -hmm. um, where I had microphones as well, and I had a mic looper so kids could loop their voice. Nice. Yeah, it, that was oh, the shit. That was so and then I connected that to a delay pedal and I connected it to like a filter so you could do these crazy weird things. Wow. So the kids love saying hi, hi, ha, ha, and then it would just like mash up. You just hear like this ridiculous, like it almost sounded like demonic sounds yeah, in a way, yeah, yeah. but it was fucking amazing. So the kids love to like sit there and one of the kids started like singing like a popular song. She was a kindergartner. Wow. She started singing it and she she was tiny and she's like she has this voice like <laughs> I'm like, what is going on? That's but awful. it's usually like they don't compare themselves. They try to replicate. Replicate. They right. absolutely right. tried. And if they don't have the lyrics or anything like that, I just go with it. Um, and well they'll go with it and they'll make things up and yeah. that's exactly what I do. I right. make shit up. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. People like that are around me when I try to sing know I'm notorious for just making up lyrics. <laughs> I could never be a rapper. Uh, no way. I think that's what rappers do. Though. Yeah, <laughs> well they do but in a way more rhythmic way true, 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 and true. make it sound so much more fl that's why I'm a drummer. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know what's funny about that, that connecting rap and drumming because um, mm -hmm. rap has a has this t tendency to be very they're, they're drumming mm -hmm. but they're using words and syllables yeah absolutely drumming, it's you know? amazing it's it's so interesting i remember i remember um i had a writing teacher mm -hmm. who redefined the way i look at writing yeah at least when looking at it in a meticulous uh -huh. more like how do you use this tool yeah and the way he said it was like it's an instrument language totally is an is. instrument you if you can devise a sentence and make it rhythmic mm -hmm. but make it make sense at the same time you not only make sense but you're making sure that the people hear you because the ear loves that oh yeah and i was just like that's it, a mind blowing it, it, it like it, 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 it changed my whole yeah. perspective on it i just like i love that that's, that's so like, beautiful so cool yeah and, and and so that connection with like the drumming yeah. drumming itself and you just when you're talking people even without knowing people when speaking are have are doing a certain cadence yeah they realizing. are i love that you too. know and so like so like if if you want to go deep in it everybody's mm -hmm. everybody's producing their own music they really are and that's i'm totally like i i can't understand why like standardized teaching and learning it tries to eliminate so much of like music and arts and everything because it's like literally our whole world like how we talk to each other it's literally a song we're, right. we're like we're like freestyling right now that's literally what we're doing yeah like 
the conver the art of conversation yeah. is like like dying and that's why i even appreciate like this podcast yeah, too yeah, yeah. like that's so hella dope no, to just sit here and like learn about someone's life mm -hmm. and be able to like really dive deep yeah. and also do it in this way that it's like we have no net. Yeah. There's no real direction. Totally. You could just like, yeah. oh, what about this? Oh, what about that? Oh, 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 oh. Yeah. Boom, boom, boom. Yeah. And that's how I feel like about drumming right. specifically. Like when I get there, like for Thumbo, like I don't you have plan. no direction. Right? I just let like, <laughs> yeah. And I learned this from someone that, uh, a dancer that I studied for, with as a drummer mm -hmm. for about 11 years. This person killed my ego did everything wow. under the sun to nurture like my egotistical ass at the time <laughs> being like a young 20 year old right so it's a big one yeah she's like i don't believe in school like all those things and she's wow. like what whatever like um and i i invent my own way of dancing and doing all those things but and then she'll, she just goes on but she's like but i have like five degrees and it's like, what? And then she basically said like, I learned all of that stuff, like the proper ballet technique, the pro proper everything to unlearn it. Because now she has like a whole database already there. That's there, but yeah, you can take it and you can be your own expression and discover and explore because you need some kind of technical skill. First off, it's like, I'm not just going up there like, oh, I just picked up some sticks one day. No, it's right. like, that's a lot of hours sitting there with a pad, do, 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 you know, just going left, right, left, right, right, left, whatever yeah, combination. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So you need some kind of like, some kind of discipline within your art first. Yeah, yeah. Now, and with the discipline, you can get yeah, the freestyle. You can, yeah, you need to learn how to talk before you can, can actually like, Straight. Yeah, 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 totally. Entirely. That's the, 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 that method that the dancer talked about. That was the same, at least from what I, I know, that's the same method that Picasso did. Yeah, that I can, Picasso, I totally get like, it. Like, learned everything. He was like, mm. he even said himself, like, he's like, I was able to, like, I was able to paint, like, all the greatest, like, all the great artists by the age of, like, 15. Damn. But it took the rest of my life to learn how to paint like a child. That's that freaking was, real. That was his goal. Like, yeah. That's why his art got more abstract the, the older he got. That's such props to that. Because I feel like I'm doing that too. Like nice. The way I play timbales is not like, I would say like the conventional way of doing it. Mm. I think I do it the way that I feel. Mm. I'm, listen, I'm not doing it based upon the style that was created through the Cubanos. Right. I'm doing it based upon what I'm hearing and how to best match that right. to the music. Right. Like Logan says it a lot about- Having a conversation with him. Yeah. He says most like drummers that try to drum to reggaeton or like dance hall can't do it because they have the discipline of a timbalero. Right. And because I already have like a discipline within like Brazilian music, mm -hmm. within African music, within all these different styles, I can take it and I can I can play it and I can mix it. Yeah. Yeah. So it's really good to have like so many places that you can learn from because then you never know when you're going to need to take that book off the shelf. Yeah. You never know. That's you build your collection. It's very true. It's really true. Yeah. I like that. I like that. That's very true. Speaking of Brazil, you're going to Brazil. Yes. Yes. What exactly is that for? So the dancer that I was telling you about. They're, they have an intensive there in Salvador Bahia, where they're from. Oh, wow. Yeah. So it's on their little island. And uh, yeah. And they're, uh, it's really cool because she acknowledges she, uh, she's indigenous and African. Wow. Yeah, which is so cool. They, they yeah. even have, you know, the term mestizo. Yeah. So in Brazil, they call it cabloco. Cabloco. Yeah. Interesting. Which is the mixture of the indigenous and black people. Interesting. Yeah. She's hella dope. Posangela Silvestri is her name. Okay. So I'm going to go down there with one of my homies, um, uh, Cabrina, mm. and she's going to be doing the dance intensive of it. And then I'm going to hopefully 
learned from the drummers because it's through a style called candomblé. Candomblé is um, through the Yoruba pantheon um, of what they call the Odisha. The Odisha. Odisha, yeah. Yeah. Odisha spirits? Like, mm -hmm. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, nice. yeah. That's so, exciting. So, I mean, that's one aspect of it. And then Hosan Hila has developed her own style called the Sylvestri Technique. So it's a ballet technique that she created. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's like intense. It's very, very intense. Whoa. And so beautiful to watch because the way that she like talks about dancing is so profound. She's like, I'm not here knowing like everything, even though she had already said the whole spiel about having these degrees, right. but she's here to investigate the universe and, and find new ways of Respect. how her body can move. And it's like, like that so many people are, are here like trying to like create something like practicing 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 and not just letting their fingers move or like me i i tried to just like let all that go away and like wherever my hands are gonna go whatever i feel at that moment yeah is what's gonna happen yeah, even sure. if it's like a wrong note Right. Yeah. yeah it's like the same principle of jazz right when jazz yeah. musicians just go for it it's, and that's from so much practice right. and then you have to just like let it grow. It's just like water. You can't like, when you pour water down something like, it's not gonna like stop. It's right. gonna flow in the direction that it flows. Right. Entirely. Entirely. <laughs> yeah. That's so, so cool, man. How long do you think, how long do you think you're gonna be over there? So I'm gonna be there for a month and 10 days. Oh, fine. Yeah. Oh, so I'm fine. really excited for that. Like. I've been studying Brazilian music for like 11 years now, nice. so um, it's been like a big dream since I was like 18 years old to go to Brazil, and I even said it like I, I was going to quit a band once, like, oh, I'm going to go to Brazil, things like that. I, I was always that person like that said, oh, I'm going to go here, I'm going to go here. I'm going to go places. Yeah, and finally, like, I feel like really like good about that, like, I feel like some kind of way because it's very much like I'm fundraising, I'm doing all these things to get myself there, you know, I'm working overtime with music, right. like right. all these different things. It's not like I can just like ask someone like, oh, hey, can you hand me five grand and right. go to Brazil? Yeah. No, You're it's making like, it happen. yeah, I really awesome. do. And it's cool. I have a job that's like super supportive of that. And yeah. like, yeah, go, your job is going to still be here. I'm like, oh, awesome. So great. Like, Thank you guys. I love you dearly. I know, right? <laughs> it's good to have fun and play music and just absorb yeah. the culture and that's what cool, it has to offer. Yeah. Brazil. So. I know. I uh, can't even imagine. I know. I'm, I can't either. Yeah. I'm still like, there's. it hasn't quite hit me. I don't think yeah. it's going to hit me when, until like... When December 30th. Oh, you're leaving the, like, yeah. the end of the month. Yeah. Oh, damn. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah, so it's going to happen. Nice. Yeah. That's exciting. Totally. So for for about six weeks, I won't be at Tambo. You're going to miss you, dear. Yeah, I'm going to miss them so much, too. I'm, I'm like, I don't know what to do. <laughs> You're going to come back better. Come back better. I think I'm gonna come back with a different perspective. Oh, for sure. I think that's really, and that's what I'm really hoping for. I think like more, more so than now, um, it's like a time where it's like I need healing in my life, and I definitely. It's not like I'm like looking for or seeking it, but I feel like this opportunity presented itself to me. Not, not just that it presented presented itself to me but once it presented itself to me I, I took advantage of it of course like I took that you said yes to it yeah once you say yes there's like no going back yeah man. <laughs> once I bought the plane ticket I was like oh we're doing it <laughs> and then I took so long to like apply for my visa because you also need you need your passport and your visa to get into Brazil for real yeah I know why this is how it works I for think Brazil. the dynamics of Brazil in the United States. That's so interesting. Yeah. So, wow. Even after I got my plane ticket, like I was like, kind of like dicking around a little bit about like getting my visa. I was like, uh, and then finally I found out that 
it only takes a week to get approved for your visa oh, and you, okay. you can apply electronically. So I was like, and that's done. And I'm like, oh, Hallelujah. I'm, I'm there. I'm there. I'm there. I made it. I don't know what to do now. Oh, I'm so <laughs> excited. I hope it goes well for you, man. Thank you. I really do. Yeah. It's gonna be, Appreciate it's that. It's going to be a lot of fun. <laughs> um, where are we at? Yeah. We're at 56 minutes. Um, yeah. We're good. Yeah. Um, do you want to leave them with any last words? If um, not, you can just let them know where they can find you. Totally, totally. Um, um, even mention your fundraiser. You got yeah, on, absolutely. You know? Yeah. Uh, so it's a GoFundMe, and the GoFundMe, I'm not completely sure of, like, the link or whatever. Right, right, I right. mean, I can just send that to you if yeah. anything. Um, but, uh, yeah, thank you for, like, letting me, like, express myself on this platform. Like, it's actually interesting because I had told you that I did a podcast on yeah, Wednesday. Yeah, right. So I'm like, whoa, this is, like... Two in a row for you. Two in a row. Like, I told people, I'm like, I, I'm doing two podcasts this weekend. People are like, <laughs> what? <laughs> I loved it. And That's it's cool great. because the dynamics of that one was so much different than this one just right. because personalities are different. Right, right, the questions right. are going to be different. Yeah. And that one was really based on um, the mural that was painted so over, over at the Hotel McCoy. Do you know why that was painted there? Uh, so one of my homies, Jessica Gonzalez, oh, okay. um, had put it out on Facebook like, oh, I need models for this project. And I, I had no idea what it was going to be. Right. I just know that she's like a dope-ass painter. You're she's like, like... I'm there. Yeah, and she's been uh, my sister's friend since I was like in middle school. Oh, so awesome. I've known her forever. And I'm like, cool, I want to do it. And she's like, cool, awesome. Yeah. Took pictures of me and then... Um, like maybe two, three weeks later, there was a... There was a freaking mural of me. And I'm like... Yo. <sighs> That's awesome. Yeah, it took, it really, like, I was taken back. I was, like, because ever since, like, and we didn't even touch about that, like, just, like, my whole identity, like, with makeup and with my femininity, just, like, I really never liked how I looked until, like, I finally came out with my more femme, like, qualities of my two-spiritness. Oh, okay. So, like, I really, like, looked at it, I'm like, I see her now. I see her. She's she's beautiful. Like I was like ah, uh, I was like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's awesome. Yeah, um, yeah. So I just uh, I really appreciate like what you 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 wanting to sit down and have this conversation. Thank you for coming. Yeah, of course. Yeah, hell yeah. And just the game to know each other, like in this whole other way that you can't get from just sitting down talking right you know so i really appreciate that i mean the place that i think i'm most active is instagram and that one people can find me there for sure which, yeah it's kiawi v which is q u i a h u i t l v so it's it's super i'll repeat it for them if yeah you totally worry. totally cool yeah but yeah i appreciate your time and um yeah, this has been really cool besides the disruptions of the trains. It's all good. And the music that it. slowly got louder and louder and louder. I'm like, I know you noticed it too. Yeah, yeah, it I'm fun. like, God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> we'll deal with it. Yeah, yeah, with it. for sure. Uh, it was good, man. Yeah. Thank you so much. Yeah, um, of course. Yes. All right. How was that? I apologize. I'm, I'm never recording at EXO again. Not never again. <laughs> For a place that seemed really quiet, it wasn't that quiet. It wasn't that quiet. And the train coming by, I re- I, I want to apologize deeply. There was only so much I could do post. Um, if you actually were able to make it to the end, thank you. Thank you. Kiawi, I apologize. I didn't realize how bad it was. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Uh, and if it wasn't that bad, I'm just being dramatic then. Don't even worry about it. <laughs> uh, yeah, it was a lot of fun. Thank you, Kiawe, for showing up. Um, yeah, you can go follow them. Uh, their handle is Kiawe, Q-U-I-A-H-U-I-T-L-V. Kiawe, Instagram. Check them out. Again. A lot of fun. I, got, I hope you enjoyed that conversation because we went everywhere. It was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. Um, 
Do I have anything that I need to say? Um, I hope 2018 was fantastic. I hope you guys had a lot of fun. I know a lot of my homies were doing great things. Um, I'm excited for the new year. Right off the bat, January is gonna be uh, January is gonna be experimental on my end. It's gonna be fun. Uh, you guys will get the details later. Don't don't you worry about it. Uh, but I, that's all I can say for now. Um, it's gonna be great. It's gonna be great. Um, yeah, yeah. I'm excited that the year's ending. Cause forget this year. You know, it's like it's over and done with. It's last year already, man. Who cares? <laughs> nah, it's gonna be good. Um, thank you guys for like sticking sticking with me for as long as you have been. It's been fun. So yeah, yeah. Uh, any last words? Any last words? Do I have anything else to say? Go follow Kiawi. Give me a review on iTunes if you are so inclined. More specifically, Apple Podcast if you're so inclined, or um. Follow me on on Spotify because I'm on Spotify now. I forget about these things. Um, yeah, guys. Yeah, uh, stay tuned because the vlog will be coming back soon. Like the vlog has to be coming back soon. Like that's just there's no other way around it. Like I have to mostly with what's coming. Mm, I gotta prep. I gotta prep pretty intensely. So yeah, um, yeah, guys. Thanks. Thanks again. Thanks again. Uh, yeah. 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 Uh. I'm going to play you guys out with a completely different song. Um, yeah, the song is called Butter Pecan Love. Mm. Mm. Again, produced by Q. Peace out, guys. And Happy New Year. Oh, I guess for now. Or Happy Holidays. Happy Holidays. Happy Holidays. <laughs> Shit, I got little time for malice. My formula for moolah is talent, and I pray for balance. Lost my shorty for being 40 leagues deep in my past, and I'm packing up last dab, and I swear that I'm done. Rolling blunt, staying numb. She asked me what it was, and I said none. I should have said something. My brother pecan low any day of the month. If you need me, I'll pull up. I'm so, I'm so, I'm so.